just keep moving. So today, we're going to be taking a look at perspective. Next slide. Okay. Our story today is from the book of Acts, chapter 16. Now, most of the time in hearing church, you would put the verse onto the screen. The pastor would say, please open your Bibles too. And the pastor starts talking. Deaf churches don't do that. Mostly because if you tell somebody to go ahead and open your Bibles, all, every single eyeball in the room is no longer able to see the pastor. Second thing is, many times in a hearing church, the verse will be on the board, and they'll click through verses that are all over, the, all over the Bible. Our church approaches things a little bit differently. We try to go passage by passage, story by story. And we value stories rather than pulling verses that are connected by theme that are all over the Bible because a story is easier to, easier to memorize. So my hope, my prayer is, when you guys leave today, you will leave with the story that you can carry with you as well. Next slide. First, I want to give you some basics, some background. The story today has two main characters. You've got two people involved. A man named Paul, that's his sign name. He was Jewish had been raised Jewish in a very strict and passionate household. He was kind of like an all-star Jew. He loved the law. It was a passion of his. He was motivated to study it in detail and in depth. And it was his belief that if he studied this law, God would be pleased with him. And he continued in this pursuit until one day, Paul was planning to go to another city to arrest Christians uh, to persecute them because Paul hated them. He thought they were heretical. Jesus showed up on the road and said, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And he's stuck looking at this guy going, who are you, Lord? And he goes, I'm Jesus. And he said, OMG. <laughs> and he repented. He had a very strong change of heart. He realized the point wasn't the law, the point was Jesus. It's not about my actions, about what God wants done. So Paul, that motivation went to evangelizing. He was like, hey, you need to know about Jesus. Let me tell anyone possible. And whether they're mad at me for it or not, I will continue to tell people about Jesus. That was his personality. The second person we're talking about is a man who was named Silas. He was kind of a, an assistant, an aide. So the two of them, so we have Paul and Silas, and they are on the road to a place called, let me spell it correctly, Philippi. It's a city. We now, you know about the city of Rome. Rome was a city-state that was very expansionistic. They would grow their territory through war. They would occupy places. So Rome had an empire by this point. They had just spread out massively. And 
the Romans said, if your country has been occupied by us, if we have taken you over, we're in charge. And you are not going to cause us problems. That's rule number one. But your ways, your culture, we're not going to infringe on that as long as you obey us. But Rome itself had their own religion. It was in law. Laws had been passed saying that Rome had set state religions. And that was it. Which means we occupied your country. We took you over. You've got your own religion. Go for it. We really don't care. However, you do not preach to us. Not ever. You can preach to some other country we took over. You can preach to, they can preach to you. We don't care. But we are Romans. You do not proselytize to us. It was law. So Rome has expanded throughout oodles of places. They've got a very large territory. And then they have this town called Philippi. This town, this city, was not just a regular town. Most times Romans would occupy your country, take over, and your cities would be considered subservient. You would have fewer rights than a Roman area. The city of Philippi was unique. It was a Roman city. It was viewed as being Roman and with equal rights as a Roman area. And they followed the rules of Rome. They obeyed the laws of Rome. They identified as Roman. We in Philippi are greater than everyone in our neighborhood because we are a Roman city. We have the equal laws and rights to prove it. They loved the Roman ways. So now, we've got the city of Philippi, and they've got a jail. And their jail's a bit different than our jail system because today, the, the prison system today, it's nice. You'll have light. You'll have some forms of protections. Back in the day, not so much. If you were in a serious amount of trouble, you could be arrested. You were placed on the floor, and it looked something like this. You would have a piece of wood that was... It was, um, the English word for it would be stocks. It's a piece of wood that goes below and above your legs, locks you in. So you can't move. So you physically cannot escape. But if, say, you're like, hey, I want to roll over. I'd like to go somewhere else. I'd like to, you know, not be doing the sit-up. I need to go to the bathroom. You're stuck. You are locked in. And the jailers, hmm, if, say, you're one of our jailers, and I, as your boss, say, you are responsible for this person here in the front row. Yeah, you're responsible for her. So if something happens and she books it, if she makes it out, you are not fired. You are dead. We will kill you. This is very serious business, okay? Okay, so that's the town of Philippi. It's a Roman city. That's the jail and the jailer system. And we have a woman whose name is lost to history. The Bible doesn't say it. We do not know what her name was, but there was a woman there. 
Bible says she had a, an evil spirit inside of her. And the evil spirit inside of her would possess her. She was not free. She was captured. And that spirit inside of her would make her say, hey, ask me a question. Will my business improve? And the demon inside of her would give some sort of response and a prediction of the future. That made this woman worth a lot of money. So this woman was a slave because of this. And other people had enslaved her and forced her to work as a business model. So you could say, hey, do you need some information about the future? If you want to just see, see around the corner, as it were, all it takes is some cash. Help me. Hey, you talk to him. Next person. Hey, see behind the curtain. Whole thing. And all of this was because she was possessed by a demon. That's the background. Okay. So Paul and Silas come to the city of Philippi and they enter the city, which is, their Romans are allowed to do so, and they come in. But for church services in that city, they go right outside of the gates. They're like, okay, we're not allowed to do that here. We're right outside town. Right outside town. We're talking, but we're not in town. So technically we're following the law. The letter of the law has been followed. And this woman, who had been saved, she was very wealthy, said, Paul Silas, please stay at my home. You can overnight there, please, just stay there. And they said, thank you very much. They said, okay. But they still had the law of the, of the land that they, they, that they followed. So Paul and Silas are walking out of the town to find a place to pray. And that woman, with the, the spirit inside of her, sees them and starts yelling, those two are from God most high, they are talking about the Savior. Well, woo. And Paul's kind of like, we're good, we're good, we're good. And again, the woman starts screaming, these two, they are servants of the Lord God. They are talking about salvation. We were good, we were just walking. And the eyeballs are starting to turn, the heads are starting to turn, and the, they're still inside the city walls, they are inside Roman town. And she keeps yelling over and over and over as they're like, we just keep walking. It's them, and she's following them. They are servants of the Lord Most High, they are talking about salvation. And Paul finally just said, is done. And he says, in the name of Jesus, spirit, get out of her. And the demon vacates the premises, and the woman breathes free air. And who knows how long. And her owners are aghast. They just watched their business go up in smoke. They had been profiting off of this woman's suffering for who knows how long, and suddenly she's not possessed anymore, and it's all Paul's fault. 
he did it. They get him arrested. They drag him in front of the city leaders. And you know what they say? They say, these two are talking about religion and it's the wrong religion. And they are forcing us to follow their ways and they can't do that because we're Romans. The city leaders go, no, that's awful. And they had this whole crowd in front of them that was suddenly enraged, went from a crowd to basically a mob. And they were yelling, we are Romans, what do you think you are doing? No, you can't do this, how dare you? No, no. They were furious. The town leaders see the mob on their hands, these two guys, and they take the both of them and they say, um, hey, you, you look really strong, and uh, you, take these wooden rods. Paul and Silas, you guys got to come over here. You take that rod and beat their backs. Not once, several times. There was no trial, it was immediate. Different culture, different time. The beating happened. Once it was done, they were black and blue all the way across their backs. And then they were taken to the jail and to be held overnight. So they're in jail, as obviously no light was provided. So the sun goes down, the room becomes dark. Silas and Paul are put into leg irons next to each other. They're sitting on the floor of the jail. Now I'm imagining if I'm stuck there on the floor, tied down with a back that has just been very severely abused, and I can't just lie on my side, I can't roll, I can't lay back down because that hurts too much. And what am I guilty of? I broke no laws. And I was beaten for it. Paul and Silas, in the dark of the night, shackled to the floor, do you know what they did? They started to pray, and they started to sing. They sang praise songs to God. They had been abused, they'd been incarcerated, and the morning was a giant question mark as to what would be happening. And they talked to God. They said, we praise you, we worship you. We love you, God, because you are God most high, and you know all things. We thank you because you chose us. Thank you for your mercies and your grace. Thank you. That's bonkers. <laughs> They're basically one big bruise. And they say, thank you, Lord, we love you. In that moment, an earthquake struck. 
And this was not like the one we just had, the like the four point whatever. No, this was an earthquake that took doors off hinges and the uh, shackles that were attached to the floor shattered. They broke open. Doors open, shackles are gone. Do you remember what happens to you, Mr. Jailer? What happens if I get out? What happens to you? Your life is on the line. It's your neck in the block. Yep. So the jailer lived right next to his prison with his family. He heard this earthquake and he was terrified. So that man goes, knew if people escaped, his life was over, the life of his family was going to be destroyed, unless maybe I kill myself first, they will leave my family alone. It was a Roman tradition, it was a respected response. You kill yourself because of the dishonor, your family is not touched. He had his sword out and was ready to go. And then Paul, in the prison, goes, wait, 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 wait. No, don't do it. Do not kill yourself. Do not wait. Hold. We are all still here. The poor prisoner manager is kind of going, on what planet are you guys still here? He goes, okay, give me a torch. Comes down into the prison, and he's just like, but why are you still here? Okay, uh, Paul? how can I be saved? And Paul said, you accept Jesus, you and your family will be saved. And the jailer goes, okay. He picked them up and he walked them to his home. And he took care of Paul, and he took care of Silas. He fed them, had ointment for their back, and he talked with Paul and Silas, and they talked with him about Jesus. And the jailer says, yeah, this is a decision to be made. He accepted Jesus, and he was saved. And he was baptized that very night. And Paul and Silas stayed in jail. That's the story. Okay, kids. You guys get to go to kids' services now. Feel free. Head on out. All right then. So now, we've got some time to discuss. We find a New Hope Deaf, we learn better if we can talk with each other. We can discuss and learn together. And again, it doesn't matter if you've been following God and Jesus since you were a child and you now have white hair like me, or you can say, honestly, hey, I have no idea about this Jesus guy, that's cool because 
The point is the discussion, the ideas going back and forth. That's what helps us learn. And sometimes a person who says, hey, I don't know about Jesus, but why on earth would they do this? And you've got the people who are like, I've been raised in the church, and they, well, wow, God, goodness, that is a good question, isn't it? Let's chew on that. So, this isn't a my truth, your truth situation. That's not the point. We're finding God's truth. And one of the ways to do that is when we work together. So, I'm going to ask for us to split into about four or five groups. Um, if you could go to the next slide and the slide after that, going to the questions. <laughs> okay, here's our questions. We try to keep things simple. What did you like from the story? What, what touched your heart? What, what was interesting? What did you like from the story? Yeah, I really liked Paul singing. Or I really liked the part about you know, it's like, hey, that's, you know, really different from today. Like, they just went from zero to public beatings. That, that was interesting. You don't have to make it super fancy, but have groups of about five to seven group up and discuss with each other. And again, you don't have to be the Bible brainiac. Just let people talk, okay? Make sure everybody has a chance. So that's the first question. Um, I'd say uh, these front two or three rows, then go by every two or three rows after. Talk to each other. You get to stand up. You get to see people. It's cool. You can do that. And remember the New Hope Deaf rules. Mo if it, New Hope Deaf, most people don't bite. New Hope Deaf, most people here don't bite. And I'm guessing people at One Life don't bite either. So you should be safe. Be brave, be bold, stand up, let's discuss, and we're gonna group up on this half of the um, auditorium as well. So, go ahead and discuss. What did you like from the story? Hello. Next slide. <laughs> Imagine that it was you as a city leader. And you see Paul and Silas getting dragged in front of your offices, and you've got a mob on your hands. And they are demanding that they get beaten and imprisoned. So why did they make that decision? So, because it's the city officials, imagine you're the city officials, why would you have gone like, okay, we'll just give them a beating, we'll just do that. Why did they do that? Second question. Why are Paul and Silas, while shackled to a floor, singing? What's up with that? Try to imagine, if you're Paul and Silas, why do you sing? What is your reason? And then last question is, The earthquake hits, the doors are busted open, and the jailer is coming in. He's ready to kill himself. If you're Paul and Silas, why did you help him? Why not escape? Why, say, why not just say, too bad for you? They actively helped him. 
why. Okay? So, you've got about 15 minutes for this one. So, five minutes per question or so. Now, the, the, the Sunday school answers of Jesus, the Bible, Holy Spirit, are banned. <laughs> so, and again, this is a discussion. Because we know that we have these city leaders, why would they do what they did? You know, try to put yourself in their shoes. They went ahead with a beating, they went ahead with a, a, an imprisonment. What was their motivation? Why were Paul and Silas singing? What was their motivation? And then what was their motivation when they had a jailer ready to off himself? They intervened at cost to themselves. Give that some thought, let's discuss. If you have grabbed a new seat because you're circled up, stay right there. You can stay where you're at. No need to rearrange the, the space yet. You're good. Okay. Yep. Okay, so it's time now to phone it in. We're, we're collecting your answers. Okay, so the city leaders, why would they do that? What, what answers did your groups come up with? How about your group, towards the front? Yeah, they wanted, because they, they had a mob at their door and they're like, well, that's a problem. Let's just do something. Okay, and did anybody else have another idea? Um, My group said it was fear and it was also arrogance because they thought Oh, they're strangers, they're out-of-towners, and they're not Roman. Yeah. We'll just get a kick around and it'll be fine. <laughs> Peer, pressure. <laughs> Peer pressure. Everybody's watching me and they're all telling me what to do, so we're just, they said, hey, look, everyone's better now because we did what they said. Okay. We had all the way in the back. Yeah. In the back, what did your group come up with? What other choice did they have? Ooh. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> just let them go like okay or oh they, yeah or they could have hid in their the uh, leaders could have hidden their buildings and not let the mob in just batten down the hatches and wait it out and just kind of peek your head over the roof from time to time <laughs> yeah Paul and Silas why were they singing Mm, this is this is the question for the audience now. You guys get to speak up. Well, I'm going to the voice for Myrna. Oh, oh no, Cherry. Hi, 
Mm -hmm. um, Silas and Paul, they sang because their backs were hurting and they couldn't sleep anyways. So what they did, so what, what do you do in that stage? You sing, of course you sing. Your back's hurting, you can't sleep anyways, sing. And that it takes your mind off of that pain. It's, it's a way of, instead of just being so upset about your back, you get to sing on God and it helps you stay calm. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, at the front, I saw a comment. Couldn't hear you. Mm-hmm. Hold on to the front. We're going to the back. <laughs> It'll be okay either way. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, a country song. They're very sad songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to have to live with that picture in my mind for the rest of my life now. You know what? I'm okay with that. All right. And that's why we have different perspectives. Okay, yes. Middle group. Why were Paul and Silas singing? Mm. Someone has to be brave. Yep. Okay. Silas and Paul knew and trusted God had the future no matter what death or disgrace or ability to tell other people it didn't matter because God was in control mm -hmm. okay and then we get to the last question Paul and Silas Helped the jailer. Oh, your phone's ringing. No. No, I think it's that alarm. Oh, this could be the fire. No, it's not me. Okay. It sounds like a phone. We're figuring it out. Oh, shoot, that thing again. I know it. That was me. Mm-hmm. They give it the to the kids. It's about the kids. Kids, kids alone. Uh-huh. But she can't hear it. Ah, okay. Okay, so the jailer. Paul and Silas help the jailer out. Why would they do that? What do you think? Why would they help him out? Jailer had done the right thing. It would be 
Yeah, they didn't want to just abandon him. Body and soul are both important. Okay, what do you think? Why did Paul and Silas help him? Yeah. Okay. Do you think this story could happen in Seattle? After this extreme. If it happened to you, Could you sing? Would you worship? And when the person keeping you there, probably not a jailer as so, but somebody who works for a system that is in place, would you have mercy on them? That's something to keep in mind. Now it's time to gather in prayer. Our habit here in our church is to group up again. We go around the circle three times, okay? First time, we give thanks to God for something. The reason we do that is because we don't want to keep our focus on things that we want or need. We want to focus back on God and give thanks on Him. It's a realignment on our focus. Second one, so we go around the circle and saying thank you. Second time we go around is uh, an application. Talk about, Lord, I've been thinking about this. Help me apply this. How can I change? What can I do? Third time around the circle is your regular prayer request. Hey, Lord, um, I've got a friend who's sick or... I have a lot of concern about the fires. Totally your call. Have a prayer request. So, so somebody volunteers to start, go around the circle, and again, remember, church rules. When it's going around the circle, if you're not up for it, that's okay. Head nod to the next person, and it'll just go around the circle. That'll be okay. So, first one is thank God for what? How do you apply it? Third time around the circle is a prayer request. Go around your small group, same group that you were talking with before. Let's go ahead and pray for each other.